Okay, I'm going to start my timer. Good morning, Mrs. Strawberry, and good morning, Mrs. Imagination. I am your host, Shane Adamzak. My guest this week is Kylie Bywaters, and we're going to try and make the world a better place, one word at a time. Our word this week is imagination. This podcast goes for 25 minutes, but first, it's time for the three-point check and some home truths. Kylie, hello. Hi. How's your head, your heart, and your tummy? Uh, all going okay. Uh, my, my heart is full because I'm having such an amazing time. I'm on a puppet tour at the moment in Malaysia, uh, which means that my tummy hasn't been going very well. There's been lots of ups and There's downs. I'll agree with that. Ups and downs. Yeah. yeah. But overall, I'm going to say pretty, pretty good. How about your head? Uh, my head is okay. My head's running a million miles an hour like it usually does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You, as part of this podcast, get mm-hmm. to ask me one truth question I have to answer honestly. It can be silly, it can be serious, it's up to you. Um, but now is your chance to ask me a home truth question. A home truth question. Um, what was your first word? My first word? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't actually know, oh. to be honest. What would you have liked it to have been? What would you have? What would I have liked it to be? I mean, I assume it was probably mum or dad would be my guess because I was was the firstborn, so it wouldn't have been Mm. like my brother's name or anything because he Mm. didn't exist yet. Um, What would I have liked it to be? Like a cool first word uh, would be something like, if I was to say just like cool or rad or awesome. I, I had a solo show last year where I told a story about my character's fictional son's first word being wow. (laughs) <laughs> and just looking back at the, the, the awe that a child has for all the things around them mm. and how amazing it was that it could have been mum, dad, truck or any number of things, but their first word was wow. Ah, so I always cool. thought that would be a very cool first word. Yeah. You chose the word imagination. I did. For this podcast. Um, why, why imagination? Um, because I think it is very important and it is not... Um, maybe celebrated as much as it should be. For sure. Mm. I think um, as people that have a career in the creative arts, mm. sometimes it's not taken as seriously as, Absolutely. say, if you were, I don't know, an architect or a mm. builder or something like a little bit more physical mm. or even like a, you know, a scientist. Of course, these are all very important things. Yes. But I think sometimes people don't put enough value on how important art really is. Yeah, I would, I would argue that it is just as important, if not more. Yeah, and imagination, not, not just in art, but just in our everyday lives as absolutely, well. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's very powerful and I think it is something that needs to be embraced. Um, and that's what I try to do with my work and both on stage and off stage. I work a lot with children. Um, and I love championing imagination. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, um, encouraging and fostering kids and adults as well, their imagination, because I think it's, um, it's squashed. Yeah, Um, very much so. Like I I work with kids as well mm -hmm. and it still blows my mind sometimes the things that kids come up with. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I never would have thought to do that that way or that, Mm -hmm you could have a unicorn that was half monkey or whatever it was. And yeah, yeah, sometimes when we grow up, whether that's sort of squashed out of us or 
we feel the need to quote unquote grow up and lose some of that sort of like mm. childlike mm. imagination. It's a real mm. shame. It is. It is a real shame. I think so. Absolutely. Where where um, uh, not told. Yeah, told off. We're told off for using it. I think when we're uh, growing up, maybe not so much when we're, we're smaller, younger, um, because you know it's expected and people are like, oh, it's great. They're having a good time. They're playing dinosaurs. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's sad that um, that. Yeah, yeah. You, you kind of get to a point in your life where you you're either growing up or you're you know considered grown up and you're supposed to do things a certain way. I think so. Yeah, and I, I it's I think if we were taught to really embrace imagination, especially, um, it would make people better. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. For me, I that. think the way. Uh, that I'm still imaginative as much as I can be is through mm. my theatre work where I try mm. to create work that's something no one's ever seen before mm. and the only way that that show is going to exist is if I make it. For example, mm. I did a show called The Ballad of Frank Allen which is about a tiny man that accidentally gets drunk and that, lives in a guy's beard. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, when I thought of that concept, I went, that's ridiculous. No mm. one's going to make that show. Mm. I've got to make that show. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What's the weirdest thing you've ever created by your own standards uh oh that's tough i would create very strange things mm-hmm. all of the time um i always used to when i was younger put myself in um like natural disasters and i would always say okay day, i was the I would save dad's farm from bombs and stuff. <laughs> from bombs? Yeah, yeah. And, I remember and being kid and thinking and... bombs were probably quite a big threat mm. because of the movies I've seen. Yeah. Quicksand was another one. Yep, quicksand. Didn't seem dinosaurs, to Yeah. Um, lots of things. But I I was, I don't know, it was, it was a real thing for me and it made me feel really proud and really strong because I was honestly saving my dad's farm. From the robbers, or the or the landmines <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah. I've been surprised how few burglars I've seen in my adult life. I haven't I haven't encountered a real one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. If you hadn't pursued a, a, a lifestyle in the creative realm, what do you think is like the really straight edge, like in the parallel universe of? this mm. what's that Kylie doing what's her job Ooh, teaching yeah yeah just straight up like kindergarten primary school high school I'd have to go high school because yeah. if, if it's it's a little bit more like duh you must yeah. study yeah. yeah um you have to be creative if you're working in in lower like early yeah for sure you have to think a bit more um, there's, there's a lot more structured yeah, I, I'm thinking like parallel universe. This is like wearing dresses down to your knees and having rulers and you know. Oh yeah. It's very strict. Bun. I can see you as a bit of a um a Mrs. Magpie from Blinky Bill. Oh yeah. A little bit. Yeah. With the little round glasses and the square hat, yeah. whatever you call it. Yeah. Always putting. Everything. What what subject would you teach? In this parallel universe, mm-hmm. or let's yeah. say. Um, English, but not creative writing. Like, oh, okay. So just like 
Shakespeare, bit of Jane Austen, yeah, bit of that, yeah, yeah. Mm. So parallel universe, Kylie walks mm. into this room right now. Mm. <laughs> Do you think she's she's happy? No, no, no. But she doesn't know any. She doesn't know any different. Yeah, but then that she doesn't know what happy is. Then does she? Yeah. Okay, that's true. So what would you <laughs> what would you tell her? She's she's been. Let's say she's been teaching for five years. Mm. She's doing quite well. I know teachers don't get paid exceptionally well, but she's making mm. a living. Mm, mm. Um, dare I say more so than we would be yeah. as creatives. Yeah. What do you do to persuade her to take up a creative artistic lifestyle? Um, it's I a would, hard sell. It, it, yeah. God. I'd make something for her and I'd perform something yeah. to her. I'd, uh, I'd make something real pretty and I'd, I don't know. I'd make her blindfold herself and it'd be, it would be, um, just me speaking at her. Yeah. But it would be so freaking beautiful and her imagination would just not have a chance. It would just go, wow. And then she would, she could, she wouldn't, she would have, yeah, would leave the room and go back to teaching. She'd, she'd want to hear more stories and then she'd yeah. want to be part of you the You want to hook her. You yeah. want to hook her yeah. in. Yeah. 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 On the flip side of that, mm. She's got to hard sell her life to you. What would be the one thing, maybe one thing or two things that could persuade you to go to that lifestyle? Oh. There must be something. There must be something that'd be like, yeah, actually, that's a pretty good idea. I'm going to go teach English at this high school because of... At this strict high school? No yeah. Degree. I mean, you could go in and you could um, Whoopi Goldberg in Sister Act 2 and, yeah. you know, sneak in a little bit of choir into that. You yeah, know, see, that's what I do. Dangerous minds. You could find yeah. a way to reach those kids and make it yeah. fun. You'd be like that cool teacher. Yeah. But what would she have to do to tell you that, to get you there? I think I'd probably just want to go there anyway and just say, hey, kids, enough. Let's do some story writing. You guys could do the old parent trap and do the old switcheroo Whoa. for a week and just... thats what that, I think that's what it would have to be. Mm. It wouldn't be just be like, let's swap lives. Let's just swap lives for a week yeah. and hope that each of you falls in love with the other, the other way. And changes each other's worlds for the better. Maybe. Maybe. At least you'd learn more about each yeah. other and that other side of it. Yeah. Do you ever feel sad for someone that just works in a bank? Yes, all the time. But maybe some people really like then, working in a bank. But yeah, that's. I was just going to say that. And then also, I think, oh, they're, they're financially stable. Yeah. Because it's... <laughs> I, I will admit, it's, it is... That's my go-to when I'm kind of making a joke about how sometimes my life in the arts is mm. a bit stupid. And sometimes, I, you know, mm. I'm on stage and I'm pretending to be a fucking dinosaur or something mm. when I'm doing an improv show. And I walk off stage just going, like, what am I doing? Mm. Like, what am I doing with my life? Mm. And then I always say, that my always joke is like, well, it could be worse. I could be working at a bank. Mm. And someone actually told me off for that recently, saying that they didn't like that because, you know, some people probably like working at a bank. Yeah. And I'm sure they do. But they, they know what I mean. Yeah. Like, no one's saying yeah. defense to that, really. No. They know what I mean. It's a straight, pretty straight-edge job. And I'm sure yeah. they're doing fine. Yeah. They probably have a, own a house. Yeah. Probably have a dog. Yep. Probably have not they a car have. that the dad paid for. That's right. Yeah. And they, they've probably got a really well-trained dog too because they've been home at the same time every day and they've been able to teach it yeah. things. Um, and you know what? I'm sure they'd be like, oh, God, what am I doing? It could be worse. I, could I wish, be, I, I wish I'd could written be a that dinosaur. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I could paint. 
Mm. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people like that really just want to try find a little artistic outlet. Yeah. If you had unlimited funds, what is the... And you're only allowed to work on one project. What's the one, like, big budget blowout artistic project you would do? Like a full-on site-specific production somewhere, like... Ikea. <laughs> oh my god! A shelf <laughs> Ikea would be fucking awesome. Right? right? Yeah. 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 Would you have... That's... Let's workshop that because that's a cool idea. Yeah, right? All I, the performers are Ikea, like, look like they're supposed to be there. Yeah. What What would happen? Um, everything... Everything would just be heightened. So, yeah. so for me, going into IKEA, it's very stressful, and I leave in a really bad way because it's just sensory overload for me. Yeah. So, I would probably just make it real bad, like even worse. Yeah. And then, maybe right at the end, here we go. Okay, it's coming in. Okay. Maybe right at the end, there's um, as you go through the the uh, warehouse bit where you pick up all your furniture that's boxed up. Yeah. That they're all of your little um, sensory uh, rooms or whatever, mm-hmm. and the whole experience was to teach you maybe what the world would be like if you're autistic. Great. Okay? There you go. My mind goes to immediately when you have a place that big with so many quote unquote staff is mm-hmm. a sort of like um, uh, what's the what's the thing where yet a thing happens. That you didn't not expect to happen. Oh, like a, mo- uh, a flash mob. Flash mob. Flash mob. Yeah, yeah. A flash mob musical, like <laughs> in the in the. That's what I see happening. Oh yeah, people yeah. just like pop out of IKEA drawers and from under beds. And oh stuff. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And just like to see people's faces if all the staff members of IKEA just bust out a big musical number. Yeah. I'd watch that show. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What's the worst show you've ever been in? Been in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Oh. You don't have to name names if you don't want to. Just give I, me the give me the gist. Like I've had a bad experience in a show. Does that count? Yeah. However you want to interpret that mm, that okay. question. Cool. Yeah. So this is just like not the the like the production, but yeah. just this one specific show um, where a fellow cast member um, uh, he didn't come into his his first appearance was at the very very end of the first half right and he appeared he was um the the girl that i was going to marry uh, it was um her father he appeared and he was just real drunk yeah um like he, the actor was the drunk. actor was drunk oh no he'd been just drinking in his, his dressing room, I think because he was really nervous. I'm not sure, but he was real trashed. Uh, you could smell it on him, and he was struggling to say words. And yikes! Uh, and uh, was, it, was this on the first night of the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. opening night. Uh, everyone was really. We were just on edge because we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know whether he was going to pass out or be sick or I don't know. Anyway, he, he barely made it through and we got to interval and, uh, he was to drag, he was walked. He had to be walked to the car, someone's car and then taken home. And then the director of the show who was there, thank goodness, came on and played him for the other half. And oh, we wow. had to apologize to everybody and, and just say, Hey, he's uh, diabetic. He's had, a reaction and yeah. and that's what that was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was probably the worst 
experience because a I felt horrible for, like, I just felt really sorry for the person because yeah. I I could tell that it came from him being really uh, nervous like insecure I think and yeah nervous. and insecure yeah, yeah. and then a lot of uh, people in the cast just really like they came down really hard on him yeah um, and he did he do the rest of the season no. Oh, really? And I don't think he's done anything since. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. That's rough on so many levels. Yeah. So, yeah. I'd say that's probably the worst. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. What's the mm. best experience you've had on stage? Whether that just be a show that you really, Ooh. really like performing, some people you've worked with that really inspired you. Yeah. Um, it was probably last year in my graduating year. Um, I was given the opportunity to perform in a friend's piece, which meant that I was just a performer. I wasn't being marked. It it was his piece. He was being marked for everything. I was being marked for a completely different piece. So I was just performing. There was no Uh, pressure. And also the character that he gave me was just somebody that I would never have uh, auditioned for, created for. Uh, created myself sorry um and I really surprised myself because she was just uh the worst kind of person you could come up with she was even like she was what what are those um like a buffant kind of like clown you know how they're just all yeah she she was I was one of four or five people in the in this cast and she was a manifestation of hate from um uh, things that people had written online and that was what the script was it was yeah. word for word things that people had posted online and they were horrible and when I first read through the script I got the shakes and I got really upset because I knew they were written by people and I just couldn't say those things um, but no took it on and freaking loved it um, we we were like sipping on champagne and eating grapes and snorting cocaine on the table and like licking hams and just going to town and by the end of it we were just like creatures um and yeah the stuff that we had to do like it it was real it was the best I really had to push myself and um what got me there was um obviously the training and all of the amazing um lecturers and things that I had I'd worked with but it was one particular teacher who um I was chatting with and she um we're talking about Garfield because when I was really little um my teacher used to let me put on Garfield shows for people because that was my favorite comic to read right and I was an annoying little shit and so she'd be like yes Kylie you finish your work sit still and I'll let you put on uh, anyway no, 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 no. I digress. Not anyway. I want to know, what does a Garfield show entail? Oh, so my dad had this Garfield comic book. Yeah. But it was a, a collection of the comics. Sure. And frame by frame, I would recreate the, the Garfield comics <laughs> as, in my class. As Garfield? As Garfield. I was right. always Garfield. <laughs> Fantastic. I, and I had a lot of fights with my friends because no one else was allowed to be Garfield. They were yeah. John or Odie and I was Garfield all No one wants time. to be John. John doesn't even want to be John. Right. <laughs> so I lost a lot of friendships in grade, in grade four. <laughs> Garfield's been tearing people apart for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I even had a friend. I, this is way <laughs> off track now, but I even had a friend 
Um, I used to live in Perth. I'd moved down south. She came down for school holidays and I made her play Garfield comics with me. And she ended up <laughs> getting picked up two days early because she wasn't having fun anymore. Oh, no. So I, wasn't, I wasn't letting her be Garfield. <laughs> Just for once, let someone else be Garfield. Right. Um, oh, boy. I know. I, I was really not very nice when I was younger. <laughs> Promise I'm better now. Um, Always eating that lasagna. Yeah. Never sharing. Yeah. Never Always sharing. kicking Odie off the table. I was table. just getting into character. Yeah. Um, so. You fucking hate I have, Mondays. <laughs> yeah. I have a real deep love for Garfield that I'll carry until the That's day I die. beautiful. And thank you. Yeah. And this one lady, this one lecturer who I love, um, <laughs> took me into her office and was like, you know, I, I just, I really like the work that you're doing, but you can do better. You know, I used to have this folder with Garfield on it and on the inside of this folder, it said, no guts, no glory. And I can remember before I went out each night to perform this awful person, I'd be like, no guts, no glory, Kylie. <laughs> and that's what pushed me to my... Um... That's awesome. Yep. There's a real, fr- as someone who writes and performs a lot of his own stuff, there's a real freedom in just being in someone else's play oh, and absolutely. finding a role and pushing yourself in a new direction. Yeah. Now my question to you is, with a few mm. minutes left, mm. the words imagination, yeah. how do you think we can make the world a better place? Is it about helping people unlock their imagination? 100%, yeah. Um, teaching people that it's okay to use your imagination. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, like just fostering it in children, I think. It just, it, it will make you a better human. And for <laughs> those serious people listening, mm. using your imagination doesn't, it's not always about being silly. Now, Wacky, you can use your imagination just to find creative solutions to absolutely. I, I think that's as well. why it's it's it holds such a special place to me because my imagination helped me um, process some pretty awful things, um, and it also prepared me for life outside of school, yeah. high school, whatever, um, where you know you could put yourselves put yourselves. Yeah, put yourself in um in situations and um I don't know I it just it's helped me a lot through my life um and I've seen it help other people and I work a lot with children and adults with special needs and when they are imagining themselves as a different character or a different like a, an animal or something like that all or of a an sudden, English teacher or an English teacher all of a sudden they're able to hold a conversation with another person and they have not ever been able to do that in their life um, until they were given um, something to to create yeah. I think it just it's yeah something that they maybe weren't expecting to kind of grab onto I think so and yeah. push themselves a little bit out of their comfort zone mm. Um, mm. just in a way it, that it, maybe it, you weren't expecting exactly it, it I think it it allows people to experience things in a safe way, if that makes sense, before... You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, uh, so there's a, a young boy that I used to work with and he would experience a lot of... Um, we called them meltdown moments where he just couldn't... It was it was just a, mm-hmm. a real bad place for him. And so we did a lot of um, imagination play and, and emotion play where he was able to experience the, the, a similar state to what he would experience in his meltdown moments, but 
it wasn't real. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Like it just kind of taught him. Um, so he was, he was able to sort of be in that scenario, but have a bit more control. Control. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It's, it, there's just so, it, yeah. And I think if people were allowed themselves to be creative and even on the other side of that, allow themselves to be silly. Yes. And to be a little bit wacky and a little bit out of your comfort zone, out of the box now and then, Mm. it really would make everybody a lot happier. Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah, it's okay to be an idiot. It's okay to be silly. It's all about sometimes, uh, you know, as someone with an improv background, embracing the failure also sometimes yeah. not being afraid yeah. of that failure because once it happens you realise that everything's actually probably fine mm. it's not as bad as you think yeah and you can move on from there yeah and we can just uh, talk to each other connect with each other mm. and make be, the world be a better place together, be monkeys together be monkeys or whatever you want you could be an English teacher in a parallel universe mm. um, you can do whatever you want to do Carla, this has been a real pleasure. This podcast goes for 25 minutes and that's about to happen right now.